Alright guys, welcome to episode 53 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I am Ever Castro. And today we're going to talk about uh, some giant news. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about Solar Opposites, Castlevania. Um, we're going to talk about The Last of Us Part 2. Um, we're going to talk about... Uh, some technology. Technology and uh, um, threaded... Uh, fabrics uh, <laughs> of, of different uh, uh, I don't know what the fucking we're talking about ropes and whips dog um, and, and, and then uh, we talked about NFL uh, the Julio Jones trade um, you know Shannon Sharp doing my man dirty mm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then we will talk lastly uh, about the Knicks for a small moment um, but first First things first, mm-hmm. um, I would like to point out that your boy had no idea, um, mm-hmm. I, and all of a sudden, I was like, what is this picture of the front of a theater doing on my Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. Ever proposed to Sydney, and they are now engaged. Yeah, yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I never, I didn't say anything. Um, because I didn't, I, well, A, cause I was so nervous about it. <laughs> and then also I was like, I really don't want to put this on tape and have it go horrifically. <laughs> <laughs> cause I didn't want to be like, guys, this weekend. And the next episode I'd be like, guys. She said no. She said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, next week we just completely fucking ghost and don't even talk about it. And everyone's like, wait a minute, what happened with that? Like, yeah, don't know what you're talking like, about. In three weeks, I'm like, yeah, me and Rebecca went to this movie or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, I proposed. Um, it was um, this past Sunday, so by the time you're listening to this, it'll be like a week and a half. And yeah, I just, um, I've been thinking about it for a while, and then I finally got the ring, and then I was thinking, I was like, what can I do? Like, what can I, how can I do it? And I never wanted to do like a trip, because she would see through that, she'd be like, why is he taking me to the mountains? Why is he wearing something nice? Well, or whatever. Uh, why has he taken me to this getaway in Ashboro where he lives? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just did one a couple of weeks ago. What is going on? And he he only you know packed nice shirts and stuff. So I never wanted to do that. I just want, always wanted to do it here in Raleigh, just simple, just like ask somewhere. And so then one of my friends was like, "Well, there's this you know the Rialto, which is a tiny local indie theater here in town." He was like, "I I think you could rent that sign out," and. I was like, you're right, you can, because I remember driving by there, and somebody said, like, happy birthday, Jenny, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so then I, you know, reached out to them, and they were like, yeah, sure, of course. And I was like, awesome, cool. And so just to keep the, the story short, day of, I'm like, oh, no, the, the Saturday before, well, the week leading up to it, basically all of last week, I was like, oh my God, on Saturday, I'm not going to be able to sleep. And then Sunday, my stomach's going to be turning. I'm going to be so nervous. I'm going to be shaking like a leaf. She's going to see right through me. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And so then Saturday comes 
And uh, we went to a baseball game. And then I got him home, fall asleep right away. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the next day, I wake up. I go for a run. I play like some PS, uh, play some of my game, uh, the one that I'll be talking about in a little bit. And then I watch like some one of the shows I'm be talking about in a little bit. And it was like normal. I ate lunch. I was like, wow, I actually feel pretty good about this. And then we drive down to the theater and... Just fucking instant diet. Like, instant just fucking bubble guts. Like, knee-shaking, oh, I mean, flop yeah. sweat. <laughs> well, driving there... Well, so the whole time I'm driving there, I'm thinking, like, all right, I'm going to get out. Do and I'm sort of going through the things in my head. And she's asking me questions about later in the day. She's like, hey, are we going to do this for dinner? And I'm like, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh? And so then we... Like, Shut the fuck up. That's not important. Like, Why is she so angry? <laughs> we, get, we get to the spot, to the parking spot. We get out. And she's like, wait... Where we're going? Because so I had told her I was like, all right, we're gonna go to this nice new mural. I want to take some pictures, and then we'll go get a drink somewhere uh, that's in the area of where the theater is. And she, we get out of the car, and I'm just like going over the steps in my mind. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna step over here, step over there. Okay, okay, so do this. And she goes, wait, where's your mask? Do you have a mask? I'm like, uh, uh, what? And she's like, what mask? Because aren't we gonna get drinks afterwards? I'm like, yeah, but uh, uh, she's like, yeah, I have mine. And I was like, uh, I have one, but it's uh, I think it's in the car. Wait, no, I have it. Never mind. Let's keep going. Because <laughs> so, I was just like, what are you talking about masks? I don't care about that right now, like you said. And so then we pull up, we walk up to the theater, and I take a step off the curb, and I'm like, oh, look, a movie, this movie's playing. I like took a couple of steps ahead of her, and then she like sees it, and she's like, oh my gosh. And then, um, you know, I ask, and um, I had a friend in the bushes taking pictures, and, and so yeah, and, and so it went well. It went like I think it went as well as it could have gone. Like I said, I didn't want to be like, guys, this weekend I'm gonna do this, this, and this, you know, for the episode right. that dropped today, and then have it be like, oh, guys, it rained, or oh, guys, the, <laughs> the S in Sydney fell on her and bonked her on the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like I was like, I'm just gonna, act, like an acne cartoon, yeah, like so I was bump. like, I'm just gonna keep it. I'm just going to wait until the episode afterward, and then once it's done, I'm going to like go ahead and just exp- like, describe what happened then. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. So, how how long have you guys been together? Yeah, so we, um, we met about three years ago now, and we've been dating for a little bit under that, a little okay. bit under three years. Um, you, know, you go on a couple it dates just and did then not you feel like... that long because in my head, so just like naturally, I was like, "Good for him," and then I was like, I, "I feel like they've only been together like a year, but that can't be right." <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... It's just like like you're you're totally right. Like even today, I was thinking about um, there was uh, there was a trip that I took to DC with some friends, and she stayed behind, and she went on a different trip, I think, with her friends, and so I was like, man. I can't believe that was last year already. And I was like, wait, that was 2019. That was two years ago. Oh my God. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of flew by. And, and there's times when I go like, dang, like that was so soon. But then I go, wait, no, that's actually pretty long time, like three years. And, and, you yeah. know, we feel pretty good. And so I was like, I, you know, and I'm 28, almost 29 in like six months or, you know, 28 and a half. So I'm like, you know what? Like uh, there are, you know, I was like, maybe it's too soon, but I'm like, wait, no, it, it's not like, it feels right. And the time yeah. is a good amount of time. Yeah, uh, so we, yeah, my wife and I, our first date was January 25th, 2012, um, and we were married, boy, that's a fucking bummer, that is not the thing you want to stutter on, (laughs) uh, October 17th, 2014, 
So that's that's like, what two years and a half, two like, and a half. Yeah, years? like two and three quarters. Almost three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost, it's closer to three than two, I think. Well, yeah. it definitely is. But um, but either way, I mean, that was when we got married. It it didn't feel like it was too soon then. You know what I mean? But like, right, right. You do have that like quick like thought like uh, you know what I mean? Like, no, nah, we're good. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everything, yeah. Everything's fine. Um. So yeah, that's that's totally not too soon. That feel like, that feels normal to me. I mean, that's what we did. I mean, I know people who are getting married this year who dated for, like, a year and some change, and then they got engaged, and then I know some people who are, you know, still dating, and they haven't gotten engaged for forever, so it's like, you know, everybody, you Everyone's know, Everyone's like, at their own base. Like Jesus said, God's working on all of us. God's working on all of us. Um, yeah, so in terms of the actual date, um, so, because I'd been planning it for a little bit, right, in terms of being like, mm-hmm. all right, I gotta go do this and do that. Yeah, because you didn't sure. just, like, propose, and you're like, all right, let's go home. <laughs> right, right. And so, um... I was like, all right, we're going to do this, you know, do that. And so, you know, what was it, Sunday? And so the Monday, she's like, we need to start picking dates. We need to start picking this. We need to start doing this and that. And I'm like, okay, like, look, you have just been living life for the past, like, couple weeks. I've been worrying about, like, when the ring comes in, how am I going to do it, reaching out to the theater, getting a photographer, like, you know, reaching out to my friend who's a photographer, like, all this other jazz. Right. I need a break. <laughs> you like, oh, yeah, you're you right. have to hold the fuck off. <laughs> exactly. She's just been kind of like, oh, la, la, la. Um, but in terms of all the date, of a sudden, wham, like, whereas exactly. she's been just getting punched in the face, like, exactly. like she just showed up to the fight. You've been getting the dog shit beat out of you for like weeks. Exactly. I'm like, I want to be you now for a little bit. Yeah. And so now the, the plan now is hopefully like 20 early, early 2023. And the reason it's so far out is because, well, this year, like nothing's happening this year because everybody from last year who was going to get married is this year. Getting, so yeah, all the venues okay. are packed. And then 22 will be, you know, leftovers of 2020, all of 2021, plus regular schmegular people getting engaged this year. Mm-hmm. So... As opposed to you, not regular schmegular. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, not you know, one of these peasants. It's going to be so packed. I'm just like, I don't, I want to be out of it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be, like, squeezing into places, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't want to do it during, you know, the tournament. I don't want to do it during football season. Um, just because I know, you know, I have a couple weddings in the fall this year and I was like, dang, it's gonna be so much fun. I'm gonna be able to go, like, I'm gonna go, uh, maybe to Dallas or maybe I'll go to the Panthers game or maybe I'll go to Carolina game or something. I'll try to like get like some StubHub easy shitty tickets or something. Mm -hmm. And all the games I want to go to, I'm like, oh, that one. Wait, there's a wedding that weekend. Oh, Oh. damn it. (laughs) But that's just because it's like, you know, like it's not their fault. And of course I'm not going to skip the wedding, but it's like. You guys should have done like April or like you know. <laughs> it would have really worked better for me, for me, visitor and guest of your wedding, if you'd have. And you didn't it. have it during football season. Yeah. Think... Why couldn't you be more considerate of my interests? <laughs> yeah. But as I, as you know, as, as updates happen, I'll I'll bring them on here, and it's been um, it's been really nice hearing from from people, and and um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited, but it, you know, it is like one of those things. It's like oh. You know, kind of like how we were talking last week. It's like, oh, you know, the movie characters beat this one little character, and then they look up, and it's like fucking three thousand of them. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I like the reference I was gonna make earlier about it is like she just showed up to the fight, and your your fucking quarter man's like throw the damn towel. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Um. So, anyways, that covers the news. Uh. Mm-hmm. So that. Ever is taken, ladies. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll move on from that. Um, you know, because as Ever said, he wants a fucking break. He's tired of <laughs> dealing with it. Um, 
So let's move on to what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll start with yours, and then we'll talk about my thing briefly. Uh, okay. But let, yeah, let's go ahead and start with the first one on yours. Okay. Yeah. So this week, um, actually, just yesterday, I finished up Solar Opposites on Hulu. Um, have you heard okay. of the show? Do you know what it is? Uh, I have seen it talked about on Twitter a tiny bit, and I feel like the knowledge that I do have of it is that it's made by the same people who made Rick and Morty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So what, Dan Harmon and Justin Royal. Uh no, just Justin Roiland. Just Justin Roiland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the aesthetic, the look is all Rick and Morty. Um, it's kind of like um, like the uh, how can I say, like the American Dad to Family Guy, Family Guy, and then the Futurama to the Simpsons, where it's like it looks the same, but it's not the same because there's like differences. And so, I'll go into the differences in a little bit. But basically, what the show is is these four aliens who come from like a planet that blew up. They come here to Earth, and they have this creature that's going to terraform it and replace it. But the creature has to develop and reach puberty and stuff, you know, and grow. So basically, they're just kind of buying time and living here on Earth. Okay. Um, and it's it, it's Justin Roiland, of course, the mm-hmm. guy who forces Rick and Morty, but not Dan Harmon. And I okay. think that's vital because it is very, very, very fucking funny. It is so goddamn funny. It's mm-hmm. so good, and it has... I would say it's much more um, comedic, or not comedic. It's like the the references are much more like pop culture based sometimes than Rick and Morty. Okay. Um, and it's also it's missing a certain like a certain spark that kind of like how last week I was talking about the Mitchells versus the Machines were missing a certain something from like the Lego Movie or Twenty One Jump Street. Right, like almost that, like a uh, depth. Like it's it's missing some depth, maybe. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, but it's still so fucking funny. And I right. think what what it what it's missing, of course, is Harmon. And I think Harmon gives it this little like heart that I think isn't there. I think it, it's like Royland a little bit more unharnessed. I think the thing that Rick and Morty does well is that it takes this sort of uh, Royland comedic tone and sort of funnels it, it funnels yeah. it yeah into like something that's much more uh palatable but that's not to say that this isn't um and so all week as i've been watching it or the last week week and a half that i've been watching it um i've been telling people i'm like it's it's like almost as funny as rick and morty it's almost as good like sci-fi wise as rick and morty but a little aside here i i think it, it doesn't try as hard to make it the stuff make sense like literally they'll, they'll they'll do like something they'll do like a ray or they'll do like a a concoction or something and they'll just call it like sci-fi stuff they'll right. be like give me the fucking give me the goddamn global warming ray or like give me the the this intelligence ray or whatever and they right. don't try to explain it like rick and morty does sometimes right okay yeah and so over the, but anyway, back to what I was trying to say is that over the last week and a half that I've been watching, I've been telling people, I'm like, it's just as funny, but it's like, I can't explain what the difference is. And then I remember this guy I follow on Twitter, Devin Faraci, tweeting about it a couple weeks ago. And I, so I looked up what he said and it fucking hit the, hit the nail right on the head, which is, he says, I really like the fundamental immorality of solar opposites. He says, there's a secret sentimentality at the heart of Rick and Morty that solar opposites absolutely avoids. It's Seinfeldian. Right. Um, and I totally agree. I think that's exactly what it is. It, it doesn't have, it, it, like, like, it's not nihilistic, but it's, it's like, 
I don't know. You'll you'll have to watch it if you do want to get a chance. Um, but it, it's, it's not trying to say anything. It's not trying to make any points. It's right. It's exactly. Like just it there is to just be funny. Pure, just comedic, just like dumps, dude. Like there, there's so many one-liners that sometimes, or little jokes that sometimes I'll miss it and I'll have to rewind it, or I'll miss it and then I'll watch it again with Sydney because I watched a few episodes with her and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I completely missed that one. Like they'll say some sort of joke about a movie or something. Right. Um. And, um, but it, it's, it's really good. The main characters, one of them is voiced by Justin Roiland, the main character. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is voiced by Thomas Middleditch, okay. who is the guy from, uh, Silicon Valley and a bunch of other stuff. Okay. okay. Um, and if you are a fan of comedies, watch it. If you are a fan of Rick and Morty, absolutely watch it. Um, and it's, uh, it's two seasons eight episodes each and each one's 22 minutes so i and finished it in like a week wh- where is this at oh sorry uh hulu yeah hulu. okay yeah. all right so what's weird is you said two seasons and i mm-hmm. feel like i never heard about the first one like, like yeah. i feel like this is the first time i'm hearing about this show all of a mm-hmm. sudden is that yeah. am i the only one it so it first dropped i think 2019 was the first one and then during quarantine or during like covid stuff they dropped season two actually it might have been this year let me look yeah, it, it literally yeah, it just literally dropped like a month and some change ago. The second season did. Okay, so that um, makes sense. I'm just surprised that like with all the hype that Rick and Morty has, I'm surprised I didn't like hear more about this this like when the first season dropped. And maybe right. that's just my bubble, but like I just don't feel like I heard about it. Yeah, right. With, I have, I, I, yeah, yeah. Fervor. I um, there um. I totally agree because I the only people or the only I didn't hear about it like a normal ad. I heard about it because people talked about it on Twitter. Right. Um so yeah, I I, I loved it. I I was gonna say something about it. Oh this show has the animation budget that Invincible needs. Like if you give if you watch like a couple episodes, um you'll be like, Holy shit, like this is like a peak T V animation. Right. smooth as hell detailed as hell the action the violence in the action is like fucking just like gangbusters it is like peak animation and you can tell it's like okay this is the guy who gets who, who like got like all of the money out of hulu <laughs> right exactly yeah so i'll definitely have to check that out because i do mm-hmm. like rick and morty i still need to catch up on rick and morty mm-hmm. um which is just something it's just another thing on the list mm-hmm. um but uh, i will say this one's much more like like you know sometimes you you I don't know if you feel this way, but if you watch a show, you're like, I need to give it attention because it's it's like, you can tell that they like put a lot of thought into stories and shit, right? Right. Like the episode of Rick and Morty where they like, they like break time, right? And they keep breaking the time and there's like a bunch of different versions of it. Right? Yeah, because they're in different spots or whatever where they go to like push it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you go, that's clever. And I want to give it my attention, my full focus. This isn't that. So you can literally put it on and sort of just come in and out of it and sort of get what the hijinks they're doing. Okay. Like, it, 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 and it's so funny because it, 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 I love how it plays with, like, TV stuff. Like, they'll be, um, they'll be talking about something or arguing or something. And one of them, Terry, goes, oh, this is a good place for me to have a character arc. And he goes, yeah, that is one. This is, this is a perfect time for this episode's character arc or something like that. Just, like, little yeah. time things that sort of break the fourth wall or sort of break the, the structure of a TV show that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, so, I'll definitely check that out. Uh, mm-hmm. There was something... Oh, one thing I like, so I, I, I think everyone does it to some degree, but uh, like the, 
I have this thing where, like, the moment I'm relatively interested in anything, I become, like, oh, no, I want to learn everything about this. So, like, I put, like, you know, started, I played golf a couple times, and then, like, I started watching videos about golf. And, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, and so, mm -hmm. so started doing that. And then, like, um, you know, I'll read something. I watched a uh, fucking Queen's Gambit and started, like, reading a chess book and, like, you know, mm. playing chess, stuff like that. So, I remember at one point, I watched a video, m m my wife and I, oh, you know what, real quick mm. callback, um, mm. soon you will be in the group, right? Like, like you're going to, like, every time... You like I'll be able to call you out for saying my wife. Like I, I, that's something you're just gonna have to deal with soon. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just call that out. <laughs> um, anyways, my wife and I watched uh, Community, um, which I believe Dan Harmon was also writing for most of it. I think there was like one season where he was out and then he came back, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. But I remember watching stuff about it, and then like I saw an episode. Where they're talking about Dan Harmon's influence on it specifically, and they talk about the like season or two that he was gone, and they talk about how like it was missing like like every episode of Community is like its own thing, right? But then like there's still these like long character arcs that kind of happen over a season, and like we ultimately learn like what these characters' goals are throughout the course of a season and the episode. You know what I mean? Like right. like the episode always seems to have like something i don't know i don't know if significance the best word but like i feel like every episode like somebody has learned something which is like the most basic level of like a tv episode but it's still right. but then in the video they talk about like dan Harmon apparently is like super well known for this like storytelling process that he creates it's like called oh, yeah, like, the, the Harmon circle or the Harmon yeah, wheel the wheel. yeah mm-hmm and I was just like, holy shit, like, like, this dude that does Rick and Morty is, like, apparently just, like, a whole deal. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. just, like, oh, he's good. It's, like, no, he's, like, got this fucking thing he does that, like, other people now know is a method. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, uh, that was just crazy. It always, like, struck me as odd. I was like, fuck, the guy that does Rick and Morty? Um, but you're right. I do think Rick and Morty always has a little bit more of, like, the, the like, we're trying to tell you something you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. and and i think um yeah his, his wheel is so interesting because it's like i first heard about it in school and it actually kind of fits everything and anything right. um it's like if you draw a circle and you split it in half i think uh vertically or, i think or horizontally is it horizontally is it like okay yeah i think horizontally right because you start at the top and then, or maybe maybe his does vertically, but the or one that I always heard of cross or something. Maybe I, I don't know. It starts at the top and ends at the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So it's like a the way I heard, I heard it was like it starts a line horizontally across, and then it starts at the top, and it's like the hero goes down into like the underworld, the unknown, and then he comes out on the other side. And we call people heroes, whether they're nurses or firefighters or or teachers or whatever, because they go into that unknown and they come back with some knowledge for us at the top. Right. And um, when he was talking about it, I was like, wait, that's a thing from school where you fucking like go into the underworld, you meet, you go and you face some challenge, you meet yourself and then you come out at the top. And so he's always talking about, you know, breaking the story or cracking the wheel. And he mentioned it again in this actual this article that I think is really interesting that I think you would like with um, Dan Harmon does. Mm -hmm. okay. He had an article or um, an interview with 
um, this guy from MSNBC, the guy who does the uh, the rap lyrics. Have you seen him? Where he's like, like my boy Jeezy said, "Oh it yeah, ain't yeah, nothing but a you know whatever." Blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. Right. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He like always puts in rap lyrics into his stuff. He's like, like Kanye said, it's not whatever, whatever. Right. Right. And so he has an interview with him, and it is fascinating because he he talks about it. he's like, what about the story? And he's the story wheel that you use, and he's like, you know, it doesn't that make things too mathematical or too mechanical? And he's like, no, exactly. I, I want the opposite of that. I think reducing it to that makes it feel cold and detached. What I like about it is that it just reveals like a truth because when it clicks and you break the story and the wheel makes sense, your brain just knows it, right. even if you don't know why. It just clicks. It's it's like just it's just truth. But it's not me being like, well, I, you know, I want to end up here and Morty wants to end up here. I want to just go like and then draw it out because he says that's too cold. It's too detached. What he mm -hmm. uses it for is just to make sure that the story makes sense in your brain in that like deep, like storytelling way. Right. It sounds like he has an idea for a story. Like he, he knows the things he wants to happen roughly. And then it's just like the wheel is almost just help him make sure it works. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like, I'm writing this thing, and then by the time I'm done, it should fit into this wheel afterwards. You know what I mean? Not exactly. like, I'm putting this in there and then making it fit. It's like, I want to make a thing so that when I put it in there, it fits. And if it doesn't fit, it means it's not done. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that I need to change it, really. You know what I mean? It just means, like, something's missing and I'm working on it. Right. Um, exactly. Because, exactly. like, I, I think, if I remember correctly, it's like, you know, your character starts, and then, like fucking what is it like 130 is because i think there's like a point in every like direction in in or cardinal direction in an inner cardinal direction right like i think there's mm -hmm. like north south east west and then like northeast southeast and all that but it's like yeah. the character like northeast is like runs into a problem like east is like leaves home and like all of these like leaves home or finds a problem are all like more specific than they actually are if that makes sense like mm -hmm. leaves home doesn't necessarily mean physically leave home it just means like venturing out you know what i mean whether that's physically from location to another location or like emotionally getting out of your comfort zone like, like all those things can fit into like leaves home you know what i mean right. and then it's like one of them is like uh like for example i think one of the things on his wheel is like finds an item and like the item could be like not a physical item. It could just be like a thought. You know what I mean? Like I have right. this idea and now it shifts us out. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just a really cool process to see. And like, the other thing is it seems so, and this is probably kind of what he talks about when he says, you know, like your brain just knows it works. Right. Mm -hmm. It's because when you see the wheel, right? Like the first time I saw it, I was like, duh like 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 this was not like anything to me you know what i mean like right, at right, first. Right. and i think it's such a level of like your brain knows it works that when you see it you're like well yeah that's the whole point you know what i mean and then it's like well no because you get stories that don't work all the time and the reason why it's because like this isn't there you know what i mean does that make sense like like yeah. when i watched it i was like oh well this is all super obvious like of course you have a hero who runs into a problem who like finds a solution and then saves the day and, right. and like but like obviously somewhere along the way things get fucked up and like it doesn't yeah. work and then you have shows or people or characters or movies that you just don't give a shit about you know what i right. mean yeah um, yeah yeah and, and and um like there's a bit in the um lord of the rings the two towers mm -hmm. 
at the end where it's one of my favorite scenes like of all time where Frodo's like, fuck, what are we doing here, Sam? And Sam's like, you know, by any right, we shouldn't be here, right? And he's like, but I know now it's like, this old, it's like in those great stories, you know, when yeah. you were growing up because you, you know, it's, you know, people had lots of chances of turning back and, and you don't know, you didn't know how people could make it to the end because how could you, right? But those are the stories that stuck with you, even though you were too young to know why, because, you know, they just clicked in this sort of deep way where there's like a hero who goes into the unknown and he braves it. And the knowledge that he comes back with is so enticing to us that we'll listen to it no matter what. Right. And I think it's it's um, it, I just remembered right now where I first learned that wheel was wasn't in like a writing class, wasn't in, in an English class, but it was in a religion class. And. I remember the professor, he like, I, w I went into the class expecting like, well, you know, this is what Christianity is. This is what Islam is. Right. But it was so much more um, rudimentary than that. It was basically just like storytelling. And it's like, why do these stories stick? Like, what is it about these stories that click? And that's wheel was one of the first things he showed us. Gotcha. That is a cool way to teach that, actually. Uh, you know what I mean? That's a, yeah. that's a cool way to approach the subject. Yeah, I mean, I wow. wish I would have known about Harmon and his wheel then, because I would have been like, hi, I know about this. <laughs> but I, I was still years away from um, learning about him and his wheel. Yeah. So, um, that is, uh, but anyways, that's Solar Opposites. Uh, yes, and Dan yes definitely watch it. It's and, fantastic. Yeah. And um, that Dan Harmon wheel is missing from this, it seems like. Like, uh, sorry, where this originally even came from out of my head was like this level of like, Bringing around a main objective, right? So, like, yeah. the thing I didn't mention really is that, like, his character wheel or his story wheel or whatever starts with, like, the character and ends at the top with, like, our character returns fundamentally changed and different. So, right. like, that's what keeps, like, shows like Community or even shows like Rick and Morty. Like, it keeps it... Fresh, despite it just being the same characters getting the same kind of hijinks, right? Right, you know exactly. I mean? that like exactly. Every time there is some fundamental change to a character, you know what I mean? You're like, oh shit, or like this is like a new part of this side of this character that I didn't know existed or hadn't seen before, wasn't di right. like delved into. Um, real quick, actually, before I even move on to my thing, hmm. you know what's funny is that Rick and Morty, like. Knowing Dan Harmon now as, like, being an amazing writer, right? Because, like, everyone seems to praise that he's a good writer, I, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've had any or ever heard people like, he fucking sucks. Um, yeah. Like, with that being said, the same thing happens in his show that happened in Wolf of Wall Street, that happened in The Godfather, like, which is that people just idolize Rick. And I don't think right. he's trying to make that happen at all. Like I, and, I think I think he constantly tries to make Rick look like the giant asshole, and people are like <laughs> Rick's so smart. Like <laughs> exactly, and it's kind of what I said, you know, about Omni Man earlier and Tyler Durden and all those. And and I wish I could remember what he said in the interview that I was mentioning earlier because he goes into that. He says, you know, he goes into you know why Rick is he? I think he says something like he's right half the time and he's wrong half the time. Um, but I wish I would have watched the interview more recently so I could remember what he said. But it, it's fascinating, I, I think. If you get a chance to listen to I'll send it to you after this. Okay. And if, you know, if you're listening to it, to this, you know, if you have a chance, I think it's like MSNBC, Dan Harmon, and I think the guy's name is like Ari something. Okay. Um, 
but it was really, really entertaining. And I kind of just found it by chance. I was like on YouTube, I think Saturday, just kind of scrolling through for like um, a kill count or like the quarter crew guys or something. And then I just, it was like Dan Harmon uploaded three days ago. And I'm like, yeah, let me check in on, on Harmon. Let me see what he's up to. I haven't heard him in a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was, it was very entertaining and, 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 and informative. Yeah. So anyways, my original point, my original reason I brought this up was that like, it sounds like that's the kind of thing that Solar Opposites is missing, but it doesn't seem like it necessarily, based on what I've seen people talk about, it doesn't necessarily hinder the show. It just kind of changes it, right? Like, like the show's still good. It's just like, you're not going to get that character fundamental change, like, like progression, but like, right. If you're watching a comedy show, then sometimes you're just there for the comedy, right? Like, so, like, right. it still works. Yeah. And it kind of, like, I was saying, you know, like, the American Dad and, and Futurama's um, um, similarities, I, I think it's pretty much one-to-one with this, where, um, you know, I think Family Guy and American Dad have similar qualities and similar, you know, sense, uh, sense, um, senses of humor, I think. Uh, American Dad is better, and there was a stretch there where I thought it was one of the best comedies on TV. I haven't kept up with it as well as I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very similar, and you can find the DNA through line. Futurama, same thing. I, I prefer Simpsons over Futurama, but you can see the through line in the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the same thing. We can see the DNA through both, but one of them is a little step above. And I think, you know, The Simpsons, I think, is better than Futurama. American Dad, I think, is better than Family Guy. And Rick and Morty, I think, is better than Solar Opposites. But I think all six of those shows are fucking funny as hell. Mm-hmm. You know what's you know what's upsetting, and it's not like people are correct, but like Simpsons gets so much shit for for just being out for a long time. Like mm-hmm. like I'm sure episodes now aren't as good as like their earlier stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But like people are like, see, The Simpsons is just fucking terrible, and it's like, well, hold on. Like, like, maybe cut him some slack. This has been going for extremely long. Like, yeah, try to come up with stories that haven't already happened. Be like, oh, what about Bart doing... Like, I can't imagine how hard it is to write for them. Right, like, you just gotta fuck it. I'd just give up. Yeah. Like, the only way I would write for them is, like... I would just... Before I decided to write for The Simpsons now, I would just assume start working to build a time machine now and then go write The Simpsons before it happened. Like, that, that, that would be easier. <laughs> Um, than, than trying to come up with ideas now for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, so check out Solar Opposites on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I have two small things I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. So one, uh, I sent you a sample and a song, which yeah. was, um, it was, uh, the song is Ho Cakes, which is a odd name, um, by <laughs> MF Doom. Uh, I, randomly was listening to spotify that song came on and i was like oh this is fucking great and so it does one thing i absolutely love and so another call back to i think last week's episode maybe it was the episode before that we talked about drake and i was like there's something about drake where he's like trying to be play himself off as authentic and then like that was a problem for me Right, and then mm-hmm. you said I study rap battles for a living, and I was like, "That's right." Yeah. <laughs> so, do you ever? All right, you're much more laid back than I am, so I don't necessarily find you to be the type that finds themselves in arguments very often. Would that be a fair assumption? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. So your boy finds himself in arguments all the fucking time. Um, <laughs> and, like, one thing I hate in an argument, like, more than anything else, is when people, like, I'll be like, you do this all the time, right? Like, like, like somebody will say something or have an argument about something, and I'll be like, no, you do this all the time. Like, here's this thing you do all the time, right? And then they're like, give me examples. And I'm like... I don't have any. Like, I, like you do it all the time, so I don't bookmark these examples anymore. Right. And so, that was a version of it, right? It was like, I was like, Drake tries to be authentic, and I was trying to think of an example where he plays himself off as authentic, and mm-hmm. I was like, like, I couldn't think of one. And then for a split second, I was like, this is all happening as we're recording. I was like, am I imagining this? Like, does he not... <laughs> act like he is and then you were like i studied rap battles i was like yes there's the example like i couldn't come up with one but mm-hmm. i felt it to be true in my heart and i knew he did it all the time but i couldn't come up with one um so with that being said this song does a thing that i love and i know i've heard before in other songs that do it i cannot mm-hmm. think of a single other song that does it um but like so it's hoax by mf doom it samples the beatboxing uh from the beginning of supersonic right and mm-hmm. then, like, fuck, supersonic. Um, so, it, it samples the beatboxing, and also just the super, and, like, that's it. Yeah. And one, the thing I love that it does is I love when any song plays with the sample lyrically, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, like, he's, I can't remember the line now, because, again, I'm the giant asshole that can't remember things when I want to talk about them. Um... But he says something like, you know, I'll lay down with your girl and everything will be... And it goes, super. Like, like from the sample. And yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. like mm-hmm. anytime people do that, and I know I've heard it before in other songs, because this didn't strike me as, like, awe-inspiring. I didn't blow my mind to pieces like it would have if this is the only time I'd ever heard that. But, like, anytime you use a sample that has, like, a word, like, a distinct word or anything, and, like, you just constantly, like, bring it back, like, as you're spinning the lines. You know what I mean? It's my favorite shit ever. It like it just makes it makes the beat feel so much more perfect for the song, right? You know what I mean? Right. And I, f- I feel like I was gonna say I was like this feels like a like a Kanye thing that he used to do, right? Like I think maybe, are you thinking about like Otis? Something See, like I was Otis? thinking about that, but like they don't use the like the like ah not doesn't like mix with that what they're actually saying. You know what I mean? Mm, like, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Where he says like. Me and your girl kick back and everything will be... And then the beat goes, super. And it's like saying... like he's it's saying, the original sample. Yeah, and he's saying everything will be super. Like, that's his line. But he's using I'm, the I'm sample kinda, to finish it for him. But I kind of like you. Like, I know I've heard some before and I just can't... Like, right, I can't piece together what it is. Right. But, like, yeah, just that idea of, like, I have this sample, super, that I'm going to use to finish my lines in this song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I just can't think of anything like that it would be. But anyways, that that's it. That song's amazing. Um, I, I started listening to more MF Doom, which is something I said I was going to do a while ago and never got around to. Um, but after I heard that song, I was like, well, hold on. Now I need to go back. Uh-huh. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. And then the other thing I wanted to touch on... Well, then I was going to say, I was like, I texted you back. I was like, oh, the, the, the original sample, that's the song from Fergalicious. So if you listen to Fergalicious, you're like, that's... I'd sample that when she when it started playing. I'm like, oh, it's like one of those things where like I never knew, right? Because it's oh, super like, uh, Fergalicious uh, sampled Supersonic. Yeah, so yeah. like if you listen to Fergalicious, you're like, 
that's just supersonic. Like, that's, like, the straight up, it's just like a glove. I mean, it's changed, right? Like, they add a couple things right. over there, but it's, like, mostly the, pretty much the same sound. And I was like, oh, like you said, it's like the uh, the GIF of, um, what's his name, from The Wire? Weebay. Uh, the Weebay, Weebay meme. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the uh, the other thing was, is I, I noticed the the Super, like, I was like, I think that's supersonic. And then, I but I had never, like, watched the video, and I did not remember the song well enough, mm-hmm. clearly. And I sent the MF Doom song to my dad, and my dad was like, started listening to it, and he immediately texted me before he even got into the song. He was like, mm. "This is the beatboxing from the beginning of Supersonic," and then the rest of the song played. He was like, "Oh yeah, definitely." <laughs> <laughs> but like, I knew the Super, but like, I didn't know the beatboxing was from that. So then, mm. having heard the MF Doom song, that part of the MF Doom song first went back to Supersonic. I was like, "Oh, it totally is like <laughs> it exactly matches." Mm. Um, and that's, like, one of my favorite things about rap music. You know what I mean? Like, whether or not... Uh, sampling is fucking great when it's done well. Like, great samples can dramatically alter a song. You know what I mean? In terms right. of, like... Just being able to catch something and know where it came from is so just like, oh, that's nice. And then watch them change it to make it fit. Mm-hmm. Or really the ones cool that you process. go, like... Um... Like they, it's like a tiny little sound, and then they somebody plays like what it's originally from, and you're like, "Holy shit! How did I see that before?" The number one crazy thing to me is you sent me one, and I tried either you sent it to me or I just happened to see it from mm-hmm. an account that you had posted, and I started following. But like, it was the Yonkers beat from that song, and it's like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's just the like the a like sound is just like a crane moving. Yeah, and it's just like a robot uh, thing going like, uh, and then they yep, just like mm-hmm. fucking chop it and then cut it back and forth. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 and I was like, what the fuck? Like, why would you make a beat out of that? And it works so good. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's my short music tangent. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on is I started playing a game called Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which oh. if you haven't known, I also said I was watching Castlevania the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, so this game does not happen in the anime, I believe. Um, from what I've heard, there is this, the anime bridges the gap between, I'm trying to think, it bridges the gap between, I can't remember which game it is, because I talked to a friend who's like super into Castlevania. And uh, it bridges the gap between some of the games. I don't know if it's Symphony of the Night. It's definitely not Symphony of the Night. It's Castlevania 2, maybe? Mm-hmm. And Curse of Darkness, which is, like, I think the most recent one that, like, people still accept. Um, there's one set in, like, modern times that people have just straight up, like, poof, like thrown out the fucking window. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, like, I think it bridges, like, there's a large gap where, like, people don't really know what happened. And the the anime is covering that gap. But, um, so, like, Symphony, uh, sorry, Castlevania is, like, one through three, maybe one through four, I think one through three. Mm-hmm. Castlevania's one through three are, like, the most basic, like, you walk straight, you fling your whip out straight, and, like, that's it, right? Like, you, right. you jump, you do everything in a straight line and just jump, like, up and down, like, a regular 2D, whatever. Right. Um, four comes out on the Super Nintendo, they decide to flex a little bit, and they're, like, add some some stuff that's like kind of neat so like for example like before you put out you throw out your whip and it just come right back right but in like the super right. nintendo one you could throw out the whip and then if you held the button he would leave the whip on the ground and then if you mm-hmm. moved your arrow keys he would just fucking fling the whip in whatever direction like you push the arrow keys 
mm-hmm. which like isn't a super big deal, but that's like a super cool mechanic in for like Super Nintendo, right? You know what I mean? Like, right, like if right. you were playing a Super Nintendo for the first time and every game you've played, you just like shoot straight or throw a whip, and then all of a sudden you're fucking whipping it around. Like you're like, ah, yeah, this like, is holy shit, this whole time? <laughs> or like we could do this, this 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 is allowed? Yeah. It's like all right, is we just have to talk about it briefly. You know, we'll talk about it, but but remember, we're talking about mechanics of a whip slash rope. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay that, okay. that level of like, what the fuck, over something so simple. Um, right, right, exactly, yeah, yeah. So, there's that, and then, like, they came out with Rondo of Blood a- after Castlevania Four, and they went back. So, like, Castlevania Four had some cool shit, like, had a lot of different stuff you could do. And then, like, Rondo of Blood is just, like, one through three. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, why did you do this? The last one was so good, and then you just took away everything that made it great. And so mm-hmm. then, after Rondo of Blood comes out, they're like, fuck it. Symphony of the Night. And it's this <laughs> giant, sprawling, just, like, all sorts of different items, different spells, different shit you can do. Like, it, it's it's insane. And it is, like, the pioneer, like, it and Metroid are like the pioneer now for this genre of games. It's like anytime one of these games comes out, we're comparing it to these. Like straight up. Like they're called um what uh Metroidvanias is what this genre is right, now right, called. Yeah, you, because it's yeah, Metroid yeah. and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Like anytime any game comes out like this, like does it hold up to these? They do the fucking Will Smith uh meme, you know what I mean, where he like holds his arms out to the side. Like he's showing something oh, off. Right, right, right. Like yeah, like much like, does yeah. it hold up to these? Um, yeah. So, anyways, I, my friend that's super into Castlevania has talked to me about it multiple times because I just thought it was a game I was never going to play. Because Symphony of the Night came out so long ago. And so, mm-hmm. I, I've talked about it. I know, like, I have forgotten the ending, which is perfect. Because I remember thinking it was great, but I don't mm-hmm. remember what it is. So, that's like... The best it could be, given that he's already talked to me about it some, right? Right. And one thing I do want to say is that Mm -hmm. he has the coolest story about this game, which I'm going to share here. Which is that he was a kid. This game came out in 1997. Um, I don't think it was 1997 when he played it. Probably a little later. You know what I mean? Somewhere around there. Um, Maybe, or like, late. Maybe like 99, 2000, right? He played Mm -hmm. it. And... I can't remember what system it came for, came out for, but either way, um, the internet was a thing, but it wasn't the thing we know now, right? Like, like it was not it's like this hub of communication and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Where like you could Google anything and come up with whatever information you needed. Right. So the one thing I do know that is kind of a spoiler. So if you haven't played Castlevania Symphony of the Night released in 1997, and you have decided that you want to play this game or may play this game, go ahead and just give it a quick skip um mm-hmm. but like you're in dracula's castle fighting to get to dracula because dracula every dracula after he's killed can come back every 100 years this is just lore at this point right like there's right. a family of people called the belmonts they kill dracula every 100 years they're known for killing monsters vampires werewolves whatever that's like their whole deal and dracula is like the biggest bad like he's not satan but he is like the fucking very next thing or equal. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, no, I'm like a separate thing, but I'm just as bad. Um, And so this Belmont family is like responsible for killing him every 100 years. And so a Belmont kills him. Richter Belmont and Rondo of Blood kills Dracula at the end of that game. Mm -hmm. 
Five years later, all of a sudden, Dracula's castle's back, and like people are like, what the fuck? Like, the Belmonts <laughs> are like, what the fuck? It has not been a hundred years. This is a problem, right? Like, mm. something went horribly wrong. Because we were supposed to have some downtime. Um, so Dracula's castle comes back, and you're fighting through Dracula's castle. Now, as you fight through the castle, apparently, you have a map. And the, there's a map of the castle, and you go through it. If you do everything on the map, your completion percentage, and then beat the game, your completion percentage will be 100%, right? Like, you find all the items, you beat all the enemies, you kill all the bosses, and you kill the final boss. Completion Mm -hmm. percentage, 100%. The coolest story ever is that my friend beat it, right? And he loved the game, so he was constantly just playing it. Also, Metroidvanias are known for having the most amount of secrets. Like... Metroid or Castlevania, you just walk up to a wall, looks like every other wall. If you happen to swipe at this random spot in the wall, it breaks. And now we can go to a different area, right? (laughs) So it's like, and it's like nonsense. There's no giveaway, right? There's no like, well, I can see that there's cracks here or like this one. It's not even like something as intensive or intricate as like, there's an enemy here that shoots and, like, if that bullet's constantly hitting the wall, then that wall's weak. You know what I mean? Like, even when I'm right. off screen, if the idea of you just kept shooting the wall, now it's weak, and now I try that. Nothing even like that. It's literally just fucking random. Um, anyways, he he had 100% it. He found all the secret rooms, killed all the bosses, whatever, 100%. And he just kept mm. playing it because he enjoyed it, and he was a kid. But then he said that he'd noticed on the box of the game, there was a room he had never seen before. And he was like, what, like, like, huh. and so he was like, what the fuck? Like, I 100%ed this game. And the thing is, is like, I don't know if you know a whole lot about games, especially back then, is that, like, sometimes shit was just on a box. Like, that had nothing to do with the game or was never in the game. Like, it could have just been something, a screenshot that was taken during development, and then they just threw it on the box. You know what I mean? Because it's like right. a picture of the character in a room, bang. So he's like, I had just never seen that room in the box. And then he happened to stumble upon underneath the castle somehow there is a upside down version of the castle and so the ending you have is a fake or like not true ending like and it seems wrapped up but like Mm -hmm. he finished the game had thought he was finished for months and was just playing it because he enjoyed it saw a picture on the box and was like i've never been there and like eventually found literally double the game you know what i mean and it's like nah this is the real game that's Holy such shit. a cool, like, you can't get that anymore. That information right. would just be out. You know what I mean? You right, see it on exactly, Twitter, you yeah. see it on Facebook. Like, if it's a popular game, you would never be able to avoid it. But, like, the idea that he just, like, was playing this game passively and then just found a whole nother half of the game. And now if you look it up, it's just, like, a known thing, right? But, like, in 1999, as however young he is, it's not like he's, like, searching shit on google and finding forms of people to talk to you know what i mean right right and can you imagine what he was thinking like when that happened was he like i gotta tell everybody <laughs> right by just literally telling them right i gotta go i have to go physically move to a person's house like i have to move my body out of this building to go speak to them to let them know they're not done <laughs> and hopefully they'll tell somebody else and they'll tell somebody else right that's like such an insane experience it had to have been and also how insane of it is a game to just be like, we're just going to like, like, it's totally normal for people to think they're done when they're only halfway through. 
Like, that's such a, like, just a mind fuck thing to do to me. You know what I mean? It's like, no, there's a whole other half of the game. There's a real ending. There's, like, multiple real endings, depending on how you finish the second half. And, like, mm-hmm. people will just never... Some people, like... Because the thing is, I have to imagine as a game developer in 97, you don't assume that all this information will get out for everyone. You know what I mean? It's like, you mm-hmm. made that game and you're like, some people are just never going to know. Like, <laughs> like some, There's going to be some dude that never finds out. And just, like, plays half the game and thinks it's done. And it's solid, but it's not what everything it should be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just a wild decision to make. But anyways, I'm playing through that game. I'm like couple hours in and i'm just getting my absolute ass handed to me because the thing is like i never played platformers like uh-huh. super mario brothers like never really played it like sonic blah 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 like i played shooters sports games rpgs all the shit but the one mm-hmm. thing i never really cared about was like oh i'm just gonna run and jump like like you know what i mean i'm not just, i don't like i want to this is stupid but i like in my head i'm like i want to do something i don't just want to like hop over obstacles it's not like a thing for me you know what i mean so i never played platforming games and now this is a platforming game with combat mixed in and i'm just fucking getting nailed like like every fucking there's like garbage little enemies that you can hit once and kill they're like jumping up and down and just fucking me up like i'll have like a hundred health it takes one swing to kill them they have to hit me like 20 times to kill me and by the time there's like two of them i'm like 25 health just fucking bleeding out from like two frogs i'm like i can't like you play as alucard the son of dracula like the son of the next closest thing to satan is almost taken down by two frogs you know i'm I'm so fucking bad at it but it is fun um and it is on the playstation 4 currently because there's a collection called now nah, I can't think of the name of it. Um, but there's a Castlevania collection that has Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night. So um, oh, definitely, nice. if that it's a thing that even remotely interests you, it was it's two games for nineteen ninety nine, um, and one of them you know is like one of the best of the genre at, of all time. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's kind of like um, like when I bought Resident Evil Four, I was like, it's like 10, I think it was like ten bucks. I think it was like eight or ten bucks. I was like, it's ten bucks, but like, it's literally one of the best games of all time. Like, right, and this and is that. Got, like, the, for yeah. sure. And, like, I don't like platformers. I don't really like 2D kind of, like, jump around games. But, like, I watched the anime. I was like, this is cool. You know what I mean? Like, the, the aesthetic, the story, all of it is, like, was working for me. And I was like, fuck it. I should just give it a try. And it's... It, the other draw was like, do I want it or not? And then my last draw was like, well, everyone considers this to be one of the best. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. there's a level of like with movies, right? Like, I don't know. I couldn't tell you what Citizen Kane was even fucking about, but like, I have no interest to watch it. Mm-hmm. But anytime I've like, I had, despite like feeling like I have no interest, cause again, don't know what it's about. Like there's part of me that's like, at some point I should still watch it. Because, like, it's the one movie that they, te- like, everyone has to watch, right? Right. So, like, it's that level It's, it's that level of that, right? Like, Just so I, even, yeah, even if you hate it, you'll, like, have an opinion on it, right? Right, and it, it brings something to the table. Right. That wasn't there before. You know what I mean? It didn't just, like, adjust minor details and maybe do this thing slightly better. It's like, nah, this was, like, genre-defining or, right. like, define, like, the way we make movies or tell stories. I don't know what the fuck Citizen Kane did. I just know everyone talks about it. 
<laughs> all right. So um, that, those are my two things. All right. So uh, what do you want to talk about next? Yeah. So I I um I've been playing I'm playing two games, but I'll just talk about one real quick before we move on. Um, and that is the um the update updated version of The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I'm also playing Miles Morales, but I want to finish that, and then I'll talk about it after I finish that. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think this week, or last week, Naughty Dog released an update that would make The Last of Us Part Two uh, 60 frames, and then, um, so I was like, well, fuck yeah, because I've been saying for a while, you know, the moment that they released that 60, that 60 frame per second update, I'm going to go ahead and play through it again. Mm-hmm. And um, it looks great. It looks so good. It looks so good and so smooth. And, um, you know, I, I you know, remember playing it the, the first time last year, and, and I'm very excited to go through it. And, and there's, like, little hints about where the story goes early on about, like, lines about buying a farm or, you know, people think the hopes that people have that eventually don't happen because of where the game ends up. Um, so I'm about, I would say about four hours in. Um, but I am, because I do want to finish it a little bit faster, I am playing it on hard, but I've also turned on these modifiers, like where they give you like infinite ammo and supplies and shit. Just like so yeah. I, I do want to get through it faster, but I also want it to be a little bit more of a challenge. So I can sort of run and gun, and but then you know if I get cornered by like two of them, I'll die instantly. Right. Um, and it's so so good. Fucking, I, I, I just chef's kiss in every every single way. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, the Last of Us Part Two, and and if you haven't played it. I think this um, month, or maybe at the end of this month and half of next month, uh, Sony is doing one of those like play deal things where they like last month. I think they let you download Horizon Zero Dawn for free, mm-hmm. and I think this upcoming month it's uh, The Last of Us Part Two, not free, but it is fifty percent off. So oh, okay. if you haven't played it, if you've been on the fence, absolutely buy it. Um, I was having a friend who I told him like, hey. Do, 60 frames per update, you know, 60 frames per second update, play this game now. And he's like, well, I haven't played the first one, should I? And I said no. Or no, I said yes, you should. But, he, you know, the game sort of gets recapped in the first minute um, of two. Right. But I, I think just the first one is so good. And I think knowing, having their, because... What? How can I say this without spoiling anything? They... Joel and Ellie don't spend a lot of time together in two. Right. And you might not think it's as important as it, like you may not, some of these things may not have the same weight. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And while they do give you some flashbacks to sort of give you some time with them together, I think it is vital to have that first game to really like build their relationship. So when they're not together in two, you feel the pain and it it matters. Right. Um, Because, and especially because it's great on two hands because you play 13 hours of one and then at the end there's a decision that's made that just fucking shatters everything and i think that's important for what happens in two so anyway um if you haven't played two or if you haven't played one definitely play one first it's i think i think it's about like half as long i think i play i finished it in like 12 or 13 hours and i'm sure these days you can get it for like 10 bucks and then two is on sale next month um, for I would think probably what, like thirty bucks if if it's fifty percent off thirty bucks probably yeah a little, um, little cheaper but probably thirty yeah and both of them absolute classics and then two just looks amazing um, now with the update the other thing too is that 
you could also honestly probably there's probably a video on YouTube that is the Last of Us one cut like the movie, and I don't mean like oh oh mm-hmm. oh you're you're totally right yep 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 I don't even mean like narrated over to like give you bullet points because that's not gonna do what we need it to do you know what I mean mm-hmm. there's probably legitimately a version of that game on YouTube where you can just watch somebody play it in the most streamlined story driven ver- like like no like walking around and picking up random shit right it's like right. this person is just there to play through the story and record it so that people can watch right and right. they're going to take out any like if you get into a giant area with a bunch of enemies it may show there's probably a version of it that shows them kill like one or two just so you know there was conflict and then it's like we're on to the story again you know what i mean I, I if you're the type of person that just doesn't want to put forth the effort to play through it, um, I feel like you could probably watch that version somewhere on YouTube and get enough out of it that you could go to to Last of Us Two. Or if you didn't want to spend the right. money to to buy it and then play it, like oh yeah, yes, that's definitely yeah, an option. Yeah. But I would mm. say like don't just get bullet points. Like don't get a five minute video where someone explains everything that happens. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. Exactly. That's not gonna do it. Yeah, um, yep. but it's definitely worth playing. The only thing I other other thing I want to bring up, um, just because I already mentioned it, was you sent me an article about the rope mechanics in The Last of Us Two, where you oh, have yep, like yep, the extension yep, cords yep. and the rope. Mm-hmm. Just because I mentioned it with like the whip, like whipping it around in Castlevania yep, for the yeah, first yeah. time, that shit was so incredible and so seemingly pointless, right? Like, you, there's right. no reason they needed to do that. No, and you could have, so about, I would say, I think I clocked it around, like, two and a half hours into the game. You have to, your Ellie, and you have to take the power cord from one generator and plug it into this gate so that the gate will open to Seattle. Right. And you pick up the rope, and it it's a fucking straight-up real rope, right? Right. Like, it moves in the wind, it tangles, it connects, it hits stuff. You can, like, you pull it, and, like, ropes in most games, like, you can grab it. And you just go, like, you can go anywhere with it. And it just never ends. This one, it, like, ends after a certain point, And, like, it has to, like, coil back. And you pick it up as you go back. It It's kind of spectacular. Right. And, like, the article you said was, like, or sent me, they're talking about the mechanics of it. And they say that, like, generally, because ropes aren't particularly important, like, they are designed to be, like, a skeleton of just small bones end to end. Right? Like, like yeah. it is small segments all touching that like come out to this length or whatever and interact with things in that way. Right. Where if you throw it over a fence, like it's going to find the joint and just bend down. Whereas like they went through all this work to add like elasticity. Um, like it pulls a little bit more. It it stretches. It, it gets caught on things in different ways, depending on the thing. And what's funny is you sent me that article and I immediately was like, I know, right? Because the thing is, is the first time I found that fucking rope in that game, and it's such a minute detail that, like, I would have never thought to talk about it until I saw other people talking about it. But, like, Mm -hmm. when I got the rope for the first time or the extension cord or whatever, like, the very first thing I did, right, was I think you can, like, walk. I don't even know what the like exact method is but i feel like there was like more than one way to get this extension cord to reach the box like the first yeah you one. could run it through um you could run it you can throw it over the fence or you could run it around or you could run it like through one of the like um hollowed out like uh, quarantine zone right. thingies so like 
like to me the obvious answer was like run it around but i was like the my just because i i don't know if it's just i play games all the time or it's just like I was like, I wonder if this game will let me throw it over this fence. And I threw it over the fence, and it just fucking landed on the other side. And I was able to walk around the other side of the fence, pick it up, and, like, bring it to the generator. And I was like, this is the most next-level shit. Like, the moment that happened, I was like, you know what I'm not doing? Plugging it into this fucking generator. And I proceeded to walk around with this fucking cord, just throwing it over random shit and seeing how it reacted with it. Like, Mm -hmm. the moment they showed me it was possible to throw over a fence, and, like, as you throw it over the fence and you, like, walk around with it on the other side, you can see it interacting with the fence as you move in either direction. And I was like, nah, I have to see everything this rope can do. (laughs) And it's so stupid, because why the fuck would I ever talk about that? Like, when we had a podcast about that game the next day, not once did either one of us mention the fucking rope. But, like, you know, I still had a moment with it, right? Where I was like, let yeah. me see what it can do. Like, just throwing it all over the place, watching her tangle it up, and then, like, fucking move it around. Yeah. It's incredible. No, and like you said, you know, in most video games, they don't really put attention to that. Like, I mean, literally, just the game I was playing before, I was playing uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I was about to say, like, Tomb Raider would have you just be, like, the obvious, like, Tomb Raider, the whole problem would be, like you go the obvious way and it doesn't reach. Right. And then it's right. like, where's the hidden pathway for you to get this to fit? You know right. Right. And like you jump off a cliff and you have to like hit um, a rocky wall that you can hook into. And when you throw it, it's like a spider web. It just, it just like hits it. Right. Yeah. And same thing with the one in uncharted four where they give Nathan Drake that like um, rope thing where he like the grappling like hook throw rope it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. It, it it just kind of goes out like a spider web, like Spider Man. It just and then you go and then like yeah, it dangles, but it's not realistic, right? It, it doesn't. There's no end. You can stretch it as long as you'd like up to a certain point. Um, but this is different, and and it's it's so cool. And it and you know it's only I think in I think it's in two scenes or maybe one. That's scene? the other thing too is that they the article talks about how much like how fucking impossible that was, right? To like get it to interact yeah. with all these different things correctly. And not just feel janky as shit. And it's for like two scenes. Like, or maybe one scene. Cause I, but I feel like you run into it a couple times in that open world zone. You know what I yeah. mean? So, mm-hmm. either way. Like, it's not much, for sure. Um, but it's like so much work for just this minute detail. That like, I immediately was like, let me fucking play around with this. But... Like, there are so many people, I'm sure, that played that game and didn't give two shits, right? They were just like, la, 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 plug in. Like, for me, it was like a whole deal. Like, it was a whole fucking thing I had to read and learn about. Right. So, that that was just cool. But, yeah. Um, if I ever get a PS5, I'm definitely fucking going to try and play it with better specs. Play it through again? Yeah. Yes. Uh, one thing that I was kind of... Um... Not upset about it. I was like, damn, that that, that kind of sucks a little bit. Was that um, you can't do New Game Plus. Oh, that sucks. Because the game recognizes that I finished it. So, like, when I went to continue it, it was like, you know, the, the beach or whatever, right? right. Whatever the last chapter is called. Um, but it when I started a new game, it didn't let me do New, new Game Plus. So, it, it must recognize that I'm, like, finished with the game, but I can't, like do it right so maybe i should have played the ending all the way through and then maybe you would have dinged the ps5 or whatever but it, it's okay i mean it, it's fine i mean you get both for both of them both um ellie and abby you get all of their guns relatively early so right um let me check something blah, blah, blah. 
Okay, yeah, okay. I was going to say, there are some games that just don't have New Game Plus, which is always stupid to me, but I looked and it does. Um, so, yeah. that's not the case with uh, with your thing. Yeah, I think these days, it's like, if you don't have it, like, what the fuck are you doing? Some people want to just, like... Well, you, see, you say that, but the newest God of War did not have it for, like, a year. Oh, it didn't? Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, and then they... But the thing is, when they finally added it, it wasn't just, like, start over with your stuff. It's, like, now New Game Plus, like, has, like whole new armor sets and like it, like abilities and shit so it's like it, that one's even more understandable because at least new game plus wasn't just like oh you still have all the stuff it was like no we've added tons of stuff like that's how that's how miles morales is there's like a couple of gadgets at the very very end or a couple of suits that you can only get if you get parts of the story in new game plus gotcha okay yeah that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um so we'll talk more about miles morales later once you finish it yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see what uh what other things do we want to talk about briefly here yeah i was gonna um, say i was like we can do one of these two if you pick which one you'd rather do i think we have i, I think we would have time for ju- just one if that's okay yeah yeah so let's do uh julio jones okay so, julio so first jones... of all mm-hmm. before we even get into anything shannon sharp did this man so fucking dirty and that's what i was gonna ask you <laughs> when we talked about it so julio jones he, shannon sharp on his uh, show undisputed, undisputed right. on FX FS Sports. Yeah, Fox, Fox Sports or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, um, he FS called Sports Julio. One. Maybe I, I don't fucking know. Whatever. But it's, it's his show Sports with Skip Sports. Bayless. Yeah, yeah. He called Julio Jones and was like, "Hey, man, like, what are you? What's going on?" And he like put his like phone up to the speaker and was like, "He was like, yeah, I want out of Atlanta, basically." Well, the thing, what's important though, is he says, "What's going on?" And Julio's like, "Nothing, man, just chilling." And Isn't so, it like, like seven in the morning, maybe. Uh, but like, either way, he's just like, "What's going on?" And Julio answers with something that's very clearly just common, like conversation, chit chat, right? Yeah. And he goes, "So, what's going on with you in Atlanta? You like, you gonna be there next year or something?" And he goes, "Man, you know I'm out of there." So, like, the chit chat at the very beginning, like the he says, "Like, hey, what's going on?" And then Julio Jones says something. Right, and it's not related at all to what's about to be asked next. Leads me to believe that he had no idea this this one this question was coming, and two that it was on air. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you knew you were going to be on air, I just feel like there would be some sort of like there would either be more chit chat or like none. Right? Like it would be like it would be more friendly. Like ah, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Or it would just be straight to the point. Right, but, like, right. it was just, like, it seemed like it caught Julio off guard, but maybe he has a relationship with Shannon Sharp, and so he just said that, like, man, you know I'm out of there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see, I'm so split. I heard, part of me goes, no way, because, like, like, the Fox lawyers would have been, like, you cannot do that, you can't call him, he's gonna sue us, are you insane? But then part of me goes, yeah, I mean, like, why wouldn't he? I mean, I would trust Shannon, like, especially if he just goes, hey, what's up? Like, you know, and there's, like, sound in the background, but he never goes, yeah, man, you're live on whatever, right? He just asks right. him straight up. And the other thing, too, is that, like, God, in this, the one I saw was, like, split into two parts. The second video, he's like, all right, man, yeah, we're just taping the show. You're on you're on live on the show. And there's, like, a slight pause of silence. We're like, I feel like Julio Jones is like, God Damn it. Like, like, <laughs> like, he heard, like, yeah, we're just taping the show. And he was like, you. Like, he didn't want to say it. Because now he's like, fuck, I'm on live TV. But I feel exactly. like in his heart, he's like, like you're such a motherfucker, bro. <laughs> I, um, uh, but it's going to work. 
because I think I saw today that they were like trying to like package him into uh, some sort of like trade thing and, and get it done relatively soon, which I think is good for both sides. I think um, Calvin really deserves some time to shine. I think Kyle, it would have been cool to see him with Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. um, but I am interested to see where he goes. Um, that's one other thing. It? Even before we get to that, that's one yeah. other reason why I feel like he he didn't know he was live. Is that like the confidence with which he said, "Man, I'm out of there," leads me to believe he's had this conversation with ownership and management like a thousand times, right? Yeah. And we've never heard about it. Like, like Julio Jones, for what it's worth, just does not seem like the type of dude that's like trying to make it messy in public. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, yeah. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about that. They're like, he's not a media type guy. Like, when was the last time you even saw like him doing a media interview or like some right. sort of subway commercial or some shit like that, right? Right. And then you're telling me he just agreed to just be put on the, like, like Shannon Sharp was like, hey, what if I call you and you say you're done with Atlanta? That could be the thing you need. And he was like, yeah, that sounds good. There's no right. way. So, like, I'm just like, that's the moment I saw, I was like, that's the dirtiest shit I've ever seen. Like, like, if I'm Julio Jones, that man's number is blocked in my phone. Like, I'm never speaking to you again. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, if exactly. it works out great, I'd be like, you tried to fuck me up. <laughs> yeah. Even if you get the, 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 um, What's it called? Like the, your result? your wish, which is the the what he's gonna get, and they're gonna trade him soon. Yeah, even with that, I'd be like, nah, you tried to throw me under the bus. It just didn't work out. Like, <laughs> right. But yeah, so is he worth it? Is the question. Yes. And I think, oh, I, like, the only way he's worth it to me is if you're a hundred percent a team that's all in trying to get one this year. Yes. I don't think you can make this a trade with any sort of long-term goal in mind. Like, it's fucking... I'm trying to think of, like, a good example. If you're the Packers, and, like, Aaron Rodgers like, I want out. Like, you could probably go to him and be like, look, you have Devontae Adams. We're going to try and trade some shit around to make it happen. Mortgage our future for, like, a couple of years, basically. You know what I mean? Like, a first-round pick, and then maybe... Uh, later round pick and like the next draft after that or something mm-hmm. or maybe another valuable player of some level and be like but we're gonna get you julio jones if you want to leave after this that's fine but like we're gonna get you julio jones we're gonna have you Devonte adams and we're going to try and win one this year and then you get aaron Rodgers to lock in for a year and you're like all right let's do it you know what i mean like this is our right. super bowl yeah that's the only way Trading for Julio Jones makes sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. The Cowboys would make sense because it's like we kind of just like eh, maybe I... maybe not fully sense, but like Zeke. You know what's crazy? Isn't it crazy to say like Zeke has like not a lot of time left because he's like still relatively new in the league? But like yeah, exactly. running backs are just I... fucking exactly. I honestly think he probably has like two or three years like left. Like right. Good. So Zeke's got that. I don't know what our receiving quarter is going to end up being like because I, I I think there's I mean like that's what I'm saying like I don't they like are you going to go to Dallas I'm like why would we even want him I think um what's his name Cooper at this point is better just because he's younger Ceedee Lamb's going to be huge and we can pick up some third guy who's like a Randall Cobb slash Cole Beasley guy right like I don't See, I don't think I don't I don't know that I don't think Cooper's better than Jones I think I would rather have Jones well just in, in the, the long next... run like like sort of like so he's 32 he's 32. And he just signed, and he just had the fewest yards since 2013. And in 2013, I think he had like 
Oh, he played only nine games. And in this year, he only played five? Or maybe, no, I had it backwards. That year, he played five. This year, he only played nine games. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so he's 32, right? So, like, I, at that point, I don't know if that warrants a number one. And maybe you go, like, well, what about Randy Moss? You know, when he joined the Pats, how old was he? He was actually 30. He was 30 years old when he joined the Pats in right. 07. Um, so, I mean, I know wide receivers last longer. You know, Larry Fitzgerald, I think, is still playing. He's all the shit. Um, my thing is Cooper is 26 and isn't he also, I feel like Cooper's pretty injury prone, right? Like, I, I feel like he's, um, missed, I feel like he's missed a lot of games. This I career. think he I missed, um, I think he missed some time when he was with, um, what's the team? Oakland. But I, I, I let me see. I, I, think, I remember one year, his first year there, he was fucking tearing shit up. It was amazing. All right, so, let's see. Uh, 28, 2015 season, he played all 16 games. 2016, he played all 16. 2017, he missed two. 2018, he missed one. Yes, he's had 1,000 yards okay. every season, except the one where he missed the two games. Okay, so maybe... maybe it, it, okay, I could be wrong. But I just feel like there's let's put it this way do you, this year specifically this year this do you think year. do you think Cowboys have a better chance with Amari Cooper or Julio Jones? I think this I would go Julio year. Jones. I think I think Julio Jones give even this year, assuming you know. I'm gonna say assuming, but like it's kind of part of the deal. I mean, I, but like, really, I, I, I just I, I don't think Julio Jones will get hurt again. Julio Jones hasn't been particularly injury prone, has he? I mean, the last just the one, years. just the one year that 2013 and yeah. last year. So, other than those, I mean, he's generally pretty healthy. I feel like, and I, I feel like Julio Jones is a little bit more of a uh, bail you out of a situation thing than Amari Cooper is, right? Right. Like, like you know what's funny? Des, I think Amari Cooper is better than Des Bryant was. But there was a certain level of just, like, when Dez was on, like, just fucking toss it up. You know what I mean? Like, like Oh, dude, yeah, t- 2014 Dez is, like, Like, I'm going to go up there and beast. snatch that shit out of there. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, if everything else breaks down and you're about to get hit, just put it up there and I'll find a way to fucking snag it. And I think yeah. Julio Jones gives you a little more of that than Amari Cooper does, right? Amari Cooper's like, I'm going to get open. But then if he doesn't, you're, I feel like, kind of up shit's creek. Whereas, like, if Dez didn't get open, which, you know, he didn't do very often. Uh, that's the number one knock against Dez that I feel like he was not very good at getting open. Um, yeah. I mean, but, like, he would snag it. He would find right. a way to fucking yank it down. And, um, I mean, that 2014, like, I mean, I know, well, two things. So, like, Cooper, last year, he had 92 catches, 1,100 yards with, you know, he had Dak for, I think, four games. But then the rest of the year was with uh, Dalton. So, that's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. And then, and Dez, I mean, like I said, 2014 is my favorite year with his because he had 88 catches, perfect, 1,300 mm-hmm. yards, and 16 touchdowns. Damn. 16. Yeah. So that's a level of just, like, toss it up, and I'll fucking snag it. Like, especially once you get to the red zone at that point. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Julio Jones gives you a little more of that. I don't know that I would want to trade that away as a Cowboys fan, but it was devastating for Shane Sharp to be like, Cowboys? He was like, I don't want to fucking go to the Cowboys. I want to go somewhere with the What do you say? I want to go somewhere that where we win. I'm trying you, to win. I, I sent you yeah, the tweet a, where it was somebody posted that action Bronson one. He's yeah, it's unnecessary. 
<laughs> it is. That that shit was foul. Um, but yeah, I I I think there's a market out there for him. Let's put it that way. Even with a first, oh, yeah. I think some team is going to give him a first, and I think there's a team it could make sense for. I don't know what the that Ravens, team is. Dude. I was just about to say the Ravens. I was like, yeah. maybe the Ravens, because you still have Hollywood Brown still on the team, right? Or no? I th- I think so, but like they don't. They're like the only. They are the only team that I think is like a like you know sort of the consistent playoff that doesn't have like a guy like you go holy shit like name name me a playoff team and I'll be like they have this guy, you know. Right. Um. You know the the Chiefs have other than Hill. the quarterback, obviously. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the they, the Packers have Devontae Adams. Even the Titans have AJ Brown. I think the closest one is probably. Well, the Titans also have Derrick Henry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But no. But I mean, like, like, a, like a wide receiver who you go, holy shit! Like that is a guy. That guy's right. a stud. And I think AJ Brown is one. Um, you know, the Cowboys have Cooper. I know we didn't make the playoffs, but it's still there. Um, even uh, you know, the Vikings have Thielen. Um, the Rams have that white guy. Um, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, like he, that guy, like if you put him on the field, I'm like, fuck the Cooper Cup. That son of a bitch is gonna torture us, right? Right. I think the one, the only other one that I can think of that doesn't have like other guy is um, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, that makes sense. I think either one of those teams. I know that I haven't seen the 49ers talked up, talked about. Maybe. Well, I know they gave away their one for what's his name, Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. But like, you could come up with some twos somewhere, right? Give them some sort of weapon because right now they don't have anything in it. But I do think if I had to play, place a bet, I would say the Ravens. Mm-hmm. If the, if the bills hadn't just gotten Stephon, uh, Stephon Diggs, that'd be a good one too. Yeah. Right? That's another team. Yeah. I like every, I think every wide receiver, every team that I think is consistently good has at least one guy who's like, the that's that receiver. dude. Right. Like yeah. Mike Evans, right. Chris Godwin or Goodwin. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Michael Thomas. Right, like every playoff team has at least one guy who's like, not like, oh my god, the best wide receiver in the league, but like a guy who's just like you're like, that's the guy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for what it's worth, the the what the Cardinals made a giant leap and they added DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, you know I mean, like the, right, the, 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 it, there is something to it. Right, but how? Well, that's I think also how old was Hop when they traded him? I think I, I can't. I don't know how old he's like twenty eight, probably. Yeah. I think so. DeAndre uh, Hopkins. So, the, I, see, like, dude, like, time just flies by for me, like, in terms of, like, I'm like, has he been there already two seasons? Okay, no, that was his first one. So, he just ha- completed his first season, and he's 28. Right. So, he's four years younger than Julio. So, yeah. Right, and but, also... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, also, he's hit double-digit touchdowns three times, and Julio has only hit it once. And he's four years older, so... Right, and one thing that's see, this is always hard to say. Like the one thing I see Falcons fans complaining about all the time is that like they never use Julio in the red zone. Right, like I've right. seen like yes. Falcons fans to be like, we have like the biggest, most athletic fucking receiver in the league. Like, why the fuck don't we do this? And like everyone's always like, I don't fucking know. Like it's the Falcons. Um, yeah. So you know, sometimes you can hold that against people. I don't know if you came to this, but it's still a valid point to be made. Yeah, holy uh, shit, dude. Like, I'm looking at Hopkins' stats. Like, 802. That's a rookie. You know, rookies never put up insane stats unless, stats unless your name is fucking Randy Moss. Right. 1,200, 1,500, 1,000, 1,300, 1,500, 1,100, 1,400. With whatever fucking quarterback the Texans have. Yes, they literally only had Murray two years out of those. 
Right. Oh no 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 no. Well, they had Murray last year, but who? Uh, I think. Well, what's his name? Watson was only like two years in Houston. The rest of that was God knows what bullshit they put out there. Fucking Matt Schaub at one point, maybe. Brandon Osweiler, Brandon Whedon. I Brock, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Some fucking Brock, ad, some guy that's not deserving Atwater, to be a starter Paxton, in the NFL. Lynch, John. I think, I think I think you're talking about the whole Denver Broncos roster now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. They're they're both the same. Ugh. God. Yeah, they had like a defensive prodigy and and fucking JJ Watt or Von Miller, and then just like garbage at quarterback. Except well, for the, yeah, Bronco, yeah. the but, Broncos picked up fucking Peyton Manning for you know like what two or three seasons. But that worked out. I think, yeah, you know, it's like exactly. one of those the thing is and, that and, Houston and, never went and picked up the guy. <laughs> and that's what's crazy, right? Is that is that you know there's some teams who you go, it's win now. We're doing everything. We're putting all the all our chips in, and it works. Like the Broncos or even Tampa Bay last year, right? For like mm-hmm. you know. Signing all these guys, getting you know, um, getting Antonio Brown, going for Tom Brady. It's like we're doing now. Yep. Like now is the time, um, and it works. And then sometimes it doesn't, and it sucks. Yeah, it's funny. The opposite of that is like uh, I saw an article. So I, I don't know how much you follow baseball, but you you know that like Mike Trout is like for like I feel like a couple years now. Like all of his advanced statistics say like he's going to go down as easily the best baseball player of all time right like, yes yeah it's like not even close and yeah then, i mean when they were talking about like who's that guy who got the big contract bryce harper yeah right like all of bryce harper's years he only has one year that's better like, than mike trout's worst year right and it's like that's fucking insane and then that's they also nuts. he plays for the angels i believe and the angels also have Shohei otani who is like a japanese pit Oh boy, that could have got sketchy. I don't know that he's Japanese. Um, mm-hmm. He is a uh, Asian baseball player um, that is both a pitcher and a hitter, and is like pretty fucking good at both. And he plays both, which is like not a thing that happens anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, hasn't happened in years. And the yeah. tweet was like, every time I see an Angels game, the headline is always like Mike Trout. You know, goes three for five to bring his average back above 500, which is like an insane number. And it's like, bring his average back above 500. Shohei Otani uh, performed this, like recorded this achievement that hasn't been done since like 1923 as the Angels lose to the Detroit Tigers 26 to five. Like, like it's <laughs> like we have these two, like just unbelievably outstanding players, but then mm-hmm. they just like didn't fill out the rest of the roster. They just like gave right. up. Like they were like, we could win now with these two guys. And they're like, nah. And just fucking, like, they're just getting blown out, even though they have, like, two of the most generational talents ever. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, it's like you said, it's like the Texans, right? It's like right. having J.J. Watt and, the Never- and DeAndre and Hopkins. And J.J. Watt and, just be like, and nope. Andre Johnson and nothing to show for it. Right. And, like, the your step away was a quarterback. And for some reason, you, like, I don't, I feel like they've had a revolving door. But I remember they had Matt Schaub for, like, way longer than they had any business having Matt Schaub at quarterback. And, like, dude, like, if you look up, I believe, what year was it, Christ? It was, like, 2009 or 2008. He led the league in passing. Right, and there's no way he was the, like, you know what I mean? That was, there was no way right. that was all him. Like, at right. some point, it was Andre Johnson. My favorite Andre Johnson head, uh, highlight, though, him taking Portland off Portland Finnegan. Finnegan's helmet and just fucking yes. <laughs> rocking him with it. That's, uh, he should be in the Hall of Fame just for that. Um, uh, Jesus. Yeah, so... Uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about Julio Jones or football? 
Um, just, I think Ravens and I think it will ultimately not be worth it. Now I would love to <laughs> eat crow <laughs> and, um, be wrong because I, I would love for a Lamar to go deep into the playoffs and Julio to also go deep into the playoffs. But I just don't think, I think he's just a little bit too old. And I, I, I think unless they like make a, cha- a conference championship run or the Super Bowl run, I think no matter what they give up will not be worth it. But that's. I've been wrong before. I think I think you have two years to make that happen. Yeah, like I think you make a move like that, and maybe you don't get it this year, but you have to show promise, and then you definitely have to do it next year. You know what I mean? You have to be in the Super Bowl or win it. I feel like within two years with this kind of move, um, right? And I think even and I think yeah, and I think it's just like they're gonna give more than what he's worth because of the name, right? Right, like. Um, I forget who was it the Cardinals, and they were like, "Oh, do they got JJ Watt now?" It's like, "Well, yeah, but it's not 2016 JJ Watt, right? It's 2021 right. JJ Watt." Or like and anytime feel... the Knicks picked up anybody, like until recently, right? Because like, it's we always, always based like, off oh, of the name. Yeah, it, like we would get this big name, and it'd be like, "Yeah, it's at the end of your career." <laughs> but it's like not that age, right? Like, right. and it's not even like they're old and they're super washed, right? It's just like they're clearly like on a slight decline, and it's like the beginning of the end. And we're like, bang, think, let's give him a Supermax. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, it's like, and why I think, did you do this? Right, exactly. And I think Julio Jones, I think he, him being the best, or, you know, top three wide receiver the last eight or nine years, just, it, that name is going to give you, you bought this for yourself, right? Like, you bought this clout for yourself. Yeah, you know what a good example of that is? Uh, just because it's the Knicks, so I'm more familiar. And I'm just looking this up before I make a fool of myself. Yeah, okay. So, the Knicks, Phil Jackson, when he was with the Knicks, fucking signed Joe Kim Noah to like an $80 million deal. Right. Yes, I was yes like, it's like that. What the fuck are you doing? Like, like right. he's not... I know he just came from the uh, the Bulls, but he's not the same Bulls Noah you're thinking of. Like, right, he's not he's not Bulls 2011, or he's not Noah 2011, right? Right. It's like, it's not Lamar 2012 or 2009, right? Right, so like... You know? Who is on crack? <laughs> but like, we did that, and I remember resoundingly, everyone was like, that's stupid. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. it wasn't like, well, some people think it's good, some people don't. He is old, but he's still good. Like, at least the Julio Jones thing, it's like, if you get healthy Julio Jones for two years, even if you have to give up too much for him, that could definitely push you over the edge. You know what I mean? Right. Joe yeah. Kim Noble was never going to push you over the edge. Like, <laughs> that was never going to happen. Uh-huh. The only thing he was going to push you over was the luxury tax. Yeah, exactly. God. You know what? Best Joe Kim Noah highlight of all time is fucking, I think it's Bosch and, yep. Bosch and I think Chalmers are sitting there bitching at each other. He's beside him fucking clapping in their face. That's the best, bro. I, I would, that's the shit, like, if you're Bosch and Chalmers in that moment, you want to fist fight him. And that's what I love. <laughs> like, I love dudes that are just like, I'm just gonna get out of fucking skin. Like, like it's fucking great. Um... So that's all we're going to talk about topic-wise. I do want to touch on the fact that I said the Knicks were going to smoke the Hawks, and we got absolutely fucking dusted. Well, I, you okay, know that was game one. That game was game one. one. Well, hold on, though. On. You know what? One thing, I walked away from game one upset that we lost mm-hmm. because Trey Young hit a dagger. But yeah. then I looked at the box score, and I was like, Randall Barrett and, like, one other starter that's supposed to be decent. I can't think of his name Reggie now. Bullock? 
Reggie Bullock, like, all played terrible in that yeah. first game. Like, horrible. And yeah. it took, like, a last-minute dagger three from Trey Young to win. So, right, exactly. I, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, you know, like, I didn't want to lose the first game. But, like, we had three horrible games. And, like, we had Alec Burks off the bench put up, like, 27 to keep us in it. And right. we, we still only barely lost, right? Then game Have two you... starts, and they're fucking horrible again for the first half. Yeah, like, Randall's it's... drunk. He's out there like playing like <laughs> old Randall. Right, and so like at halftime, I looked, and we were shooting like 25% and like 12% from three, and we were getting scorched. And then at like midway through the third quarter, I look, and we're within like four, and we're shooting like 45% from three and like 30 from the field. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And then I look and Derrick Rose has like 22 points. I'm like, what yeah, the he's fuck been is going, going on? Yeah, he's played really, really well. Um, two things. Um, one, have you heard the thing about have you, people saying about Trey Young, how he has the most least hair? Or maybe God. it's the least most hair. He is, let's see. Or when somebody licked a lollipop and they stuffed it into uh, some hair, and they're like, "That's straight." It <laughs> That's is. Straight. It is. You know whose hair he has? He like uh, obviously this. The person I name is white, so we're talking about like you know a translated version. Yes, mm. Kevin Costner's hair, which is that like, Kevin <laughs> Costner had a ton of hair, but it was like this super wispy, fucking thin. You know what I mean? Like thin, like, like sort of calf comb over. Right. Sort of. Trey Young has Kevin Costner's hair. Like, he got his genetics. He needs to talk to his mother, see if his mother <laughs> had maybe met, you know, uh, Kevin Bruce Costner. Bull Durham or something. <laughs> exactly. Kind of like that rumor that um, Otto Porter Jr., his dad is... Who is his dad? Will Chamberlain? No. Who... Somebody thinks that Otto Porter Jr.'s real dad is... Let's see. Otto Porter Jr. real dad theory see if this pops up with something please will chamberlain yeah and uh, there's two pictures side by side and they look yeah. fucking identical bro <laughs> like what the fuck oh Holy okay shit. saving the, we'll save this for next week did i send you that iceberg of the nba conspiracies no what is it okay save that we'll put we'll end it on that and i'll send it to you after this and we'll talk about it next week Oh my god! What can you give me like a hint or anything? One of them is that one of the one of them on the iceberg is that Otto Porter is Will Chamberlain's son. But let's save it because I, oh, I can't shit. believe I didn't send it to you. But let's um yeah, I'll send it to you after this. This will be the teaser for next week. We'll talk about that and a quiet place too next week. Okay, all right, and you know what? I'm gonna try and watch Army of the Dead this weekend. So we'll talk about or I'll at least oh, touch yeah, on that. Um, that the other episode. thing, yeah, and I have seen confirmation of other people who have also noticed it. So wait, I know what it is because I saw a random article and I was like, "What?" And then it, does it have anything to do with time or a loop? Yes, it could be. Yes, yes. Okay. So yes. Okay. All right. Well, I saw an article and I was like, it, it mentioned those two words together, time loop. Um, and like, I was like army of the dead and i like just like i don't know why i did it because i haven't watched the movie and i'm gonna watch it but i still clicked it because i was like this seems like nonsense because that's not what this movie is and then i like saw like a couple things about it. i was like i gotta stop reading this <laughs> i gotta come back to this later and yes. hope i can find it again um, yeah definitely do okay so um that's the episode for this week uh mm-hmm. if you want to catch me you can catch me at team Moneybags on instagram and twitter 
And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. And if you want to catch uh, the podcast directly, you can catch us at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us directly at DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. Um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace. See you.